Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast, where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. Hello, and welcome to Prevent Connect. This is Ashley Meyer. This is Sari Lipset. This is Abigail Sims. And today we're going to talk about consent. So Sari and Abby, I wrote a blog post on Prevent Connect maybe a week or so ago about consent strategies and prevention. I shared a blog that had a really interesting definition of consent, but I also asked a question. Why is it that that's such a common approach to sexual violence prevention is talking about consent? And do we have this assumption that perhaps sexual violence happens because people don't know what consent is. And we see this a lot on college campuses right now, that there are a lot of consent programs, awareness campaigns, and peer education on the issue. And I think it's an important topic to explore. Is this a fad? Is this something that's going to be, you know, part of ongoing education in this field? And why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. I really like the part of consent education that is about kind of setting community standards, about we agree upon a certain definition, and these are kind of the standards around sexual interactions. I'm interested to know if this is kind of belabored, if we kind of belabor this consent is, consent is it, and all these definitions, and talking about it in so much kind of detail, if we're giving the impression that we're furthering the notion that sexual violence happens because people don't know what consent is. Right. And that thing of like, oh, I didn't know. And we're making consent seem way more complicated than it really is. Right. Like that we're looking at it as maybe more confusing than it needs to right. be. Or if we just educate people more on what, what is and is not consent, that somehow, you know, that's going to fix the problem. And I think that also speaks to the tendency to really focus in when we're looking at you know, the social ecological model, which is very popular, of course, and prevention work on those individual levels. So there's individual relationship, community, society. And I think, Abby, what you're talking about is really approaching it from more of a community and society perspective yes. and changing kind of those norms and the conversation around it and the expectations rather than looking at it at an individual education issue. Yeah, I think those expectations and norms are really important. And I think that when we do it on too much of an individual level, we inadvertently give the impression that sexual violence has something to do with miscommunication. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. Right. And I think it's interesting to look at how, you know, consent or consent campaigns are being used on college campuses and why are we using consent campaigns on college campuses? And we see it often as picked up um, as, you know, I don't want to say an easy model, but like a, a model that's often used, I think, because it's easy to get behind. You know, everyone wants to talk about healthy sexuality and right. sex, and it's an avenue that can often lead to bigger conversations. So in that way, you know, it can be a positive way to engage in the conversation and get more people involved. But I think then it's going to be program to program how each program uses consent to broaden how we're talking about sexual violence. Right. And, you know, in the blog post, I say, of course, we can all agree consent is incredibly important. It's just, again, <laughs> really looking at how are we addressing the issue? How are we approaching it? And, you know, it makes me think I'm wondering what Sari and Abby, you think. What about I think the consent is sexy campaigns are really popular. What do you think about those? I think what you said about how we communicated, I mean, a lot of this is in the framing. 
And framing is a really good point. I was recently at the Youth Tech and Health Conference where I saw a local program presenting about their consent campaign, and it was different than consent is sexy. It actually said consent is mandatory. So it's not an option. And it's really the bare minimum you can do in a sexual interaction. I think saying consent is sexy kind of gives this impression it really connects it connects sexual violence to pleasurable sex mm-hmm. in a certain way and of course we all know that experiencing violence is not pleasurable but the lack of violence does not exactly equal something being pleasurable either right you know i was also a part of a campaign many years ago that was i heart consensual sex i was torn about it because i felt like yeah i was attempting to change some norms in the conversation and expectations but at the same time someone i worked with made a really good point they said well if it's not consensual technically it's not sex <laughs> so right. you know so it's, it's about yeah. thinking about those right. kind of maybe unintended messages yeah. that we are sending. And when you're talking about consent, the opposite of consent, but as Sari said, in having these kinds of more, not easier, but more kind of popular conversations, then the opposite of consent turns into non-consent mm-hmm. or not having consent instead of naming what we're talking about, which is rape or sexual assault. Right. So it becomes this kind of watered down version of, oh, non-consensual sex something like that when we're talking about sexual violence and it contributes to the invisibility of sexual violence. And that's been a big topic in the news recently with the Game of Thrones episode where there was a rape scene, but a lot of people in the media were calling it non-consensual sex instead of rape. And so that's been a big you know, backlash against the show because the director made a comment and it's a backlash against the show to say, no, this isn't non-consensual sex, this is rape and let's call it what it is. So part of that kind of education too. So I think while we're looking at consent campaigns and consent awareness projects, it's important to look at how we're implementing these and kind of what effect we're looking to have on our audience. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. Sari and Abby, thank you. And I look forward, we will, of course, be talking about this more and exploring it more in depth. And we really invite the Prevent Connect audience to comment and share your thoughts. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault with funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or CalCASA. To learn more about Prevent Connect, visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about CalCASA's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.